Phoenix Down Radio is on the air. Welcome everybody to Phoenix Down Radio, episode number 95. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing great. I was really, I was watching your intro. (laughs) I was was enjoying it. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you enjoyed that. Um, We have some uh, interesting guests tonight because it's just me uh, joining us tonight. Sayer is off. He is doing some uh, Sayer things. In, in the real world for some odd reason. And uh, Chili is uh, taking a break tonight as well. He uh, is selling hot dogs. Well, he, well he's not, but uh, somebody close to him named Sausage Mc, uh, McContent is selling hot dogs. So we have guests. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Hello, I am Ko. Of the underachieving Tokusentai, and I'm also the redheaded cat girl to your just stage left, left. stage right, stage right, or yeah, on the, le- right. the left side of the screen. Uh, I'm uh, Kagi. It's uh, currently two thirty-two a.m. I'm very British, and will probably be collapsing in about a few hours. But hi, I'm also playing a says. I'm also a member of the uh, Kugani team. Yeah, so these are members of the Kugane Koban Crushers, the team that we are sponsoring, the team that kicked ass on Thursday night, beating the Ishgard Eyes 4-2. to two. But yeah, they didn't right. see that one coming. <laughs> but And we also have another guest. Why don't you introduce yourself as well? Hi, my name is Ayer, and I'm the person who runs the football thing. We're very glad to have you with us, Ayer, and t- taking time to uh, from your busy schedule. Um, we are live on Balmung. I know. Why am I there? Because this is actually a very amazing server where they're doing some amazing things with Blitzball, raising funds for uh, To Write Love on Her Arms, a charity that is uh, dedicated to um, helping to prevent... Um, you know, suicide, help people with mental illnesses, things like that. And um, it's a very good charity, and we want to raise as much money as possible. Don't make me turn off all the sound effects in the game, guys. <laughs> you you said to be entertaining in the background. I, I, I did say that. Um... Fine, we'll stop for now. We'll just hold our glow sticks. All right, so... Let's see. Let's start by throwing out the fundraising links to make sure that everybody can, uh, if you want to donate to these amazing causes, there's multiple ways to do so. Um, you can either make a flat donation directly to to the uh, to Right Love on Her Arms page for the Kugane Koban Crushers. Let me copy this stupid thing. Come on. Let me copy you. That's the one you should be paying. Yes. Copy. Because we're the best team. If you want to make a flat donation, you can click on that link there. Or if you want to kind of get into the role play spirit, you can also uh, pledge a certain amount for each goal scored, um, which right now would be four goals. And we'll just keep going up and up as they work their way to the championship. Heck yeah. Wasoy! You can uh, click on this Google form and fill that out and say how much you would like to uh, pledge. Um, per goal, up to a certain amount. You can you can you can put a cap on it, and then they will um, 
contact you after the entire um, event is completed, letting you know how much your uh, pledge ends up being and uh, send, send, give you information on how to make that pledge. Now, Ayer, um, how is that actually going to work? Are you, do you know yet? What was the question? I was busy photobombing. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody decides to make a uh, per goal pledge, and so once the uh, um, the tournament is over, um, how are they going about uh, making good on their pledge amount? Uh, at the end, Dylan's going to collect all the money or something like that. Okay. Are they? Is she going to like send them to the uh, to write love on her arms page and say, okay, donate this amount? I think so. It worked last year, so she knows how to do it. Okay. Because that would make sense that way, because all of the goal, the money would then go towards the team that they they pledged to. So you can either pledge a flat amount, um, like we've had, I believe, five donors to the Cove Bond Crushers for a amazing three hundred dollars. We're kicking everybody's ass, by the way. Actually, we just got another twenty thanks to SS. Oh, nice. So. Three hundred and twenty dollars. So yeah, like I said, we're kicking everybody's ass. But uh, no matter who you want to support, whether it's uh, you know the the best team, you know the the rainbow and gold uh, Kugane Koban Crushers, or but Koban is strong. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this has been a lot of fun to support, and uh, that's why we're here tonight. But let's start with a little bit of game and community news. Um, first thing that I want to talk about tonight is uh, it was recently released. I saw this out on the Nova Chrysalis website. Uh, Square Enix is set to release a line of English translated mangas, novels, and art books. Um, apparently they have teamed up with uh, Penguin Random House to... Uh, um, hold on a second, I need to copy this. To uh, introduce a new line of English translated uh, manga, novels, and art books beginning this fall. Uh, the new launch will be anchored by Final Fantasy XV, uh, Dawn of the Future, uh, which is a novel containing all the canceled DLC um, that was, uh, you know, we were supposed to get the stories for uh, Luna Freya and Noctis and Aranea. They canceled those, so this is all going to be put into a book now. Um, they're also going to be releasing um, High Score Girl, which is an amazing anime on Netflix. Um, they're going to be making a uh, set of books on that. Um, a Man and His Cat, which is a pet-themed comedy that was uh, the new best-selling manga in Japan during the first half of 2018. And the complete edition of Soul Eater. See, I I'm all for that last one right there. Soul Eater is an amazing amazing anime um i really enjoyed it the manga i'm sure is just amazing as well but the, the uh, fact that they're it was good stuff they're bringing it now as english translated so it'll be much easier for us to get You're, are you calling me a soul eater kane only when i'm really really hungry okay hey man and only that one time <laughs> but um I think that is really cool that, that Square Enix is getting into that. I've noticed that they're in a lot of uh, different media um, outlets now. Um, I finally actually got a chance to watch the uh, um, one of the newer... Why can't I think of it? Uh, Tomb Raider movies. 
don't know if you saw that any either any of those. The live action one? No, I ha- I hadn't seen that. It's one. actually not terrible. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I mean that that's not a, a glowing uh, re- review on it or anything, but like I said, it was it was fun to watch. Well, it's not like we have very high standards for video game movies, right? But uh, no, you can I, either think you can either think the Mario Brothers movie for that or Uwe Boll. Well, you know, I I thought it was well done, and it seemed to be um, in line with some of the new story. For, for that's the, good. With, I've been I've been in, enjoying the reboots. Yeah, I think it's based off of the the rebooted Tomb Raider, so I thought it was very and very interesting bit. So, yeah, definitely check that out when they when they uh, go into stores. But if it's on the SENA store, avoid it like the plague. We all know why. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, you don't want it to get to you broken? Well, I mean, it's bad enough. I had. I actually have a package coming from the SE store. Um, I did get the new art book. Um, that that should be here on Tuesday for me. So I'm yay. sure it'll be folded in half. It's fine. <sighs> actually, I've been relatively lucky on that aspect. What what kind of pisses me off is is the amount that they charge for shipping. And how long it takes. Yeah, it's insane. The only reason and I kind of I... wish when I pre-ordered something, it just took the money then. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they don't, because, well, things happen, but... Yeah, yeah, I fully understand. It's just, every so often it's like, oh, right, I pre-ordered the lore book. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, what is this $60 charge? Yeah, especially if you pre-order something like way in advance. I mean, at least they did add an option now that where you can pay for it early. True. Which I did. So that and the uh, the collector's edition. I had to get my my Dark Knight statuette. Got gotta gotta have all the edge. The edge is calling tonight. Anyway, I'll sell you the whole statue, but you'll only need. <laughs> The edge. The edge. <laughs> that, that sounded like a very bad 90s radio promo. <laughs> 93. Yeah, that was, that was basically, the edge. That was just every single time a monster truck rally rolled through my hometown. No, that's Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. But you only need the edge. Okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. Okay. The city of Final Fantasy NT news, um, they recently uh, announced that a new Leon skin for Squall, Squall's character, uh, to reference his character in the Kingdom Hearts series, will be available for purchase in the June 5th update. So I think that's kind of cool that they're referencing that version of Squall. It's kind of a neat looking yeah. skin as well. I'm not going to lie, when you said Leon, I thought they had given him a Leon Kennedy skin. <laughs> Like like from uh, Resident Evil or yes no not that Leon the the other Leon he's kind of edgy too <laughs> well you know he, he goes, goes the gun sword yeah he goes by uh, Squall in um, Kingdom Hearts and that's kind of the kind of appearance they're going for which I'm all for it I wish they'd actually could do the Kingdom Hearts skin for Cloud as well they might you know that's it all depends well. It's kind of funny, you know, they, they didn't have any of these characters in the last Kingdom Hearts, but uh, they're definitely playing off of the whole, uh, you know, the Kingdom Hearts hype. Well, I hear they are looking at, like, a, a DLC for Kingdom Hearts, and that is going to include Sephiroth again. Of ah, course it is. That could be cool. So then you got to have Squall and Cloud and, and 
some of the others, right? Mm-hmm. Yuffie, Aerith, you know, all that bit. That might but jump they'll in. never have the greatest character from that game. Katsu? Reno. Reno! Reno's the best. Reno? Yeah. You don't like you don't like cat shit? I mean Katshi? <laughs> no, he's a treacherous little bastard. <laughs> yeah. He's still funny as hell. Oh yeah, I know. Alright. Uh, next little bit of news we'll talk about is uh, an act the actual letter from the producer from Yoshida. Um, not a letter for the producer live. That's coming up later on next week, I believe. Uh, what this yeah, was is twenty third or something. Yeah, this is an actual letter on the uh, official forums. Um, basically, it discusses why there was no new healer, why Viera and Hrothgar are gender locked, and also why they're never going to allow character or people to play uh, younger looking player characters because yuck. Especially on. I don't. I, I never mind. I don't understand why they had to emphasize. Just... Be, because <sighs> reasons. I I know the reasons. I just and, and and unfortunately we're we're on most of the reasons right now. I know. I live on the I live on the server. That's the reason. But still, that doesn't. We mean we, I have we love to you all, but yeah. Look, <laughs> I'm not responsible for Ulda. <laughs> Oh my, oh my. Um, but there was a really, really awesome announcement at the end of that letter. Um, the dev team did some ninja editing of a few of the headpieces, mainly glasses, circlets, crowns, stuff like that. Yeah, that Hrothgar. You can wear glasses as Hrothgar and Viera. How? I'm going to do this, and I'm going to regret myself for doing this, but I'm going to try and get it onto Valmung as soon as it launches, but I have to make a Hank McCoy. I have to make Beast now. Mm. <laughs> I need a blue Hrothgar with glasses. I wasn't going to go that route, but I, I was actually contemplating Fantasying to a Hrothgar, because my, um, my, my major part of my glamour is my sunglasses. Um very rarely will you see Klaus Nightbringer without sunglasses. The only exception being Red Mage, because that hat. Right, I mean, you have to. Yes. The hat's and, where all the power is. And hashtag Red Mage for life. But other than that, you know, if I can't have glasses, I, it's not worth living. Big mood, big mood. I always have my goggles on my uh, my character. Right, so now you'll be able to do that as, as a bunny girl if you want, or a beast boy. I don't know. I, I I like my my shades, my white girl shades. <laughs> you you are so basic bitch right now, <laughs> right? <laughs> you just need a pumpkin spice latte. I'm set. Maybe some Uggs. But you gotta you gotta put your coat on though. I don't oh, know if right. you have it on that character, but that's fine. Uh, uh, do I have it on me? Oh God, what did I get myself <laughs> into? Okay, closest I can do. I I can do this one. Wait, wait, wait. I could do, I could do my sweater, or that's, also. It's pretty close. What about my yeah. squall jacket? <laughs> Only they had shell shades now. Whatever. <laughs> you did this to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. So, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, if you want to read that, I posted a link to the uh, letter in the uh, t the Twitch. Uh, channel. I will also be putting all of these links into the show notes as well for you guys listening on the podcast. And for those listening on the podcast, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> he did this to himself. Don't feel sorry for him. Now, somewhat Final Fantasy related. Um, they announced recently that Near Automata has sold 4 million copies worldwide. Um, now, with the newest 24-man raid in, coming up in Shadowbringers being based off of the world that this game is out of, um, if, you, if you play uh, 15, 14 right now and you want to kind of get an idea what the lore is going to be like on that, maybe it's now is a good time to jump into that because there have been a number of sales on the game, and they just recently released the uh, uh, Game of the Yorha edition. So with, Bravo on that name. Right? But uh, I'm not sure if I'm honestly going to be playing it, but uh, it looks like it, a, a kind of an interesting game, and I'm sure there's a, a few people who would really enjoy it. Oh, yeah, I love Nier Automata. I've, I've only recently started playing it, but I'm enjoying it so far. I just hope they allow me to dress up like a cute anime girl and then explode. I mean, I realize I could do that with Blue Mage, but that requires Blue Mage. What, you don't have your Blue Mage leveled up? No. Some kind of scrub. I did it on one character, and I'm like, okay, I'm done. I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, no, it 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 easily by far has the best. I I forget. I think, I think it's the victory pose where you twirl the cane around. Yeah. Well, it's It's the the second best. best. Second best because the best one is obviously Red Mage. Come on, flipping that sword in the air and and that collar pop. Uh, the collar pop is good. I'll give you that. (laughs) <laughs> wrong but cane, yes, cane. But I, oh, dang. I'm on the wrong character I don't have my glow stick daggers <laughs> are you going to try and stab me in the back as you're, as you're no no I was going to do <laughs> fidget spinner ninja <laughs> you are a fidget spinner aren't you <laughs> alright um, Final Fantasy 11 celebrating 17 years now what the hell? That game I is honestly, still around. I didn't know that. <laughs> 17 years. So they're, 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 so they're celebrating. Um, there is currently a free uh, Return to Vanadeel login campaign until May 27th. So if you're like me and you haven't played in ever, like a very, very long time, you can uh, download the game, sign in, and play until the end of the month, basically for free um and if you are behind on your versions or want to just get into it right now the full game is only 10 bucks and i believe if you're just starting out i believe it comes with a free month of uh, um, subscription time um also if you um want to transfer worlds world transfers are currently half price now as well nine dollars to transfer to a different server if you've got like um, friends who are on a a different server from where you're currently at and you want to get in and play. Like if I wanted to go join uh, Nicknar over on uh, um, that A start, uh, starting server, I don't remember what it is, instead of um, I'm on Behemoth right now. Uh, Behemoth. My old former home server. Yeah, I used to actually, my home server was Midgard Sarmer, but that got uh, folded into Quetzalcoatl and I lost everything and everybody. That's rude. It was very sad. I was I was, I was in the middle of a three month hiatus. And I logged back in and I was no longer on Midgard Swarmer. All my link Wait, pearls that were broken. I left it. All my link pearls were broken. All my friends list was gone, and uh, I was I was a sad panda. But um, that was also about the the time that uh, 
uh, 1.0 is launching. So, hmm. some lucky person got a couple million gil and a whole bunch of elemental staves, and you know all of my, all the stuff I could give away. <laughs> but Klaus still is out there somewhere. I think level 75 red mage. Like I said, red mage for life. Okay, um, I'm going to skip over this next because we're going to talk about that last because it's the biggest bit of news. But um, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles um, a remaster has a release date announced for 2019. And this information uh -huh. came from a, a Nintendo Direct out of the UK. How weird is so that? Bad. You're, you're a fan of the Crystal Chronicles, eh? Yeah, yeah. I'm Okay, so... Here's my history with Final Fantasy. Okay. I have completed two Final Fantasy games in my life. Okay. Final Fantasy 1? Good one to start Crystal with. Crystal Chronicles. Because I have this bad habit of getting 90% through the game, taking a month off, and then Forget not never touching the game. Forgetting all about it? Uh-huh. Well, I think a lot of us have that problem. I mean, I'm I'm kind of that way right now with uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. I'm about halfway through that game, and I haven't played that in a year. I think everybody's Me in Final Fantasy 15 right now. <laughs> I did finally beat that. I still have to beat the uh, other two episodes that I bought, but we'll get there. Um, but what's cool is uh, what they say, 15 years after its debut, the co-op action RPG Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles is being remastered for Nintendo Switch. With the new online multiplayer mode, you and your friends can connect and adventure together. No link cable required. Because this was a, a, a Game Boy Advance game, I believe. Yeah. Well, it was it was on the GameCube, oh. and you could play it with the Game Boy Advance as a controller. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And on top, I of... remember going over to my friends' houses and doing that. <laughs> Very nice. And as they say, on top of that, there are new areas inside dungeons, so even returning fans can explore the unknown. So they're adding some new stuff to it, which is very cool. Help us defeat the miasma, friends. You're our only hope. No. Yes. All right, and that bit of news that I, I skipped over, and you know, because we wanted to kind of end on that, because there might be a lot of discussion with this. FF7. Teaser trailer. Dropped last week. So beautiful. I'll post the link to the video in the chat, but don't go anywhere. We love you all. Check it out later, maybe. <laughs> um, but basically, there's they, they, they uh, confirmed that there's going to be more info to come in June, most likely at E3, as well as possibly in the Final Fantasy VII um, concerts that's happening the week before E3, which I so really wanted to go to, but uh, eh, you know how it goes, right? Ah, uh, that would be such a that. I never finished. Well, I mean, I already admitted to that, but man, Seven had good music. A lot of it had good music, but Seven is probably one of the most quintessential games for a lot of people. You mentioned Final Fantasy, though, like oh, Cloud, right? But um. A pretty blonde face of his. <laughs> um, an SE press release after the trailer was um, dropped did confirm, though, that the game will still be released in multiple parts. Um, so there, there's that bit going for it. I'm still not sure how I feel about that fully, but um, 
you know, they kind of got... I'm wondering if it's going to be similar to what they did with Final Fantasy XV, and they might release different episodes that are at a lower cost as DLC. That would be my guess. I would hope they don't go the, the Final Fantasy XIII route and give us three different games like that. Three very boring games, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I beat two out of the three. 13-2 is actually a pretty good game. I have heard that, but I couldn't even get through the first, like, four hours of 13, so I didn't bother. I admit it was a pretty game. It doesn't really do much, though. But, honestly, from the... I, I've, I've been seeing a lot of people with the Final Fantasy seven uh, thing, since they're showing a lot of the stuff from just the Midgard sections at the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. I have to agree with a lot of people. I think that's going to be the first episode is an expanded version of the first like two hours in the game. The first disc, basically. Yeah. I think that, you know, basically just until you leave Midgard. Yeah, I think the cliffhanger is going to be the dropping of the plate. And so then we're going to, you think we're going to bring it back up with the, uh, um, the bike chase then or? Possibly. Trying to remember how all that goes at that point. Because there's a lot of storyline that, that happens during that, that Midgard section. I do... I I know it'll be a later thing, but I can't wait to see Barrett in his sailor outfit. <laughs> Everybody's all like, I want to see the honey the honeybee in hot tub scene. I'm like, no, I want to see Barrett in his sailor outfit. I, I still want to see Don Corneo. <laughs> Don Corneo. You just want to see all the squatting guys. Yes. Wait. I yes. Can do this. Where is it? Where is it? There you go. Squats. Yeah. Yes. One, two, three. One, two, three. <laughs> now, um, a lot of people are speculating that there could be a playable demo available at E3 out on the floor. Um, that would be smart for them, yeah. You know, maybe be able to play the first ten minutes of the of the uh, the, the bombing run, basically, or possibly the escape afterwards, since they've shown a lot of uh, fighting that seems to be yep. later I'll, on, but in the city. I would bet, yeah, most of what you would be playable is going to be before you meet uh, Aerith. Um, yeah, would be my guess. Um, and there were some initial thoughts. Um, people were wondering if the game would be released yet this year. Because initially, Square Enix's forecast had a pretty strong third quarter of uh, 2019, 2020. But um, they've recently updated those numbers, and it looks like um, it may not happen until um, after March next year. So we may still have a year to go before we get to see Final Fantasy VII. Well, they did take the property back and make it in-house. Yeah, So there, that was a while the... ago. Yeah, but you have to wonder how much of the whatever the other uh, company was uh, was even going to be reused or could be reused. All right, and I posted the link that I found that information on. Um, they have a couple of uh, slides in there that kind of show the updated, the old and the updated uh, um, financials for Square Enix, where they make their uh, their change. They basically think that this year is going to be flat from what last year was, but next fiscal year is going to be just huge because there's going to be Final Fantasy VII Remake as well as that uh, previously announced Avengers game. 
which we oh, haven't really? heard too much about. We we know I didn't that, know about that one. Yeah, well, one of the, the one of Square Enix's uh, um, groups is working on that. I believe um, Montreal is is oh. working on that one. But um, yeah, so that I mean that's going to be a, a pretty big uh, game as well. I mean, it's kind of sad that they weren't able to get it done in in time to release with in, um, Endgame. That would have been probably best for them, but, but I don't think the MCU is going anywhere anytime soon. No, I mean... Not phase... with Disney's dollar dollar bills. Yeah, and we, we're we basically at the end of just this particular arc, and we've got Phase 4 going yet, so... And, and you know, the, the, we got the whole Spider-Man movie coming out soon, too, so... There's, yeah, event the, the whole MCU is not going anywhere. No. Anything that's Marvel-related now is probably going to print money. Yeah. And, I, and I think that Square is uh, smart in you know making sure that the game that they put out is good, not just well-timed. Because mm-hmm. we all saw what happened with the, the um, initial launch of 15 when it felt rushed, even after 10 years of development. Yeah. Or Sonic 06. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't There's a reason why you do not rush games just to meet a date. Or ho- hopefully you even go far enough back to where you, you make it all the way around and you release a late game that's terrible, like Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, did I, did I open up some uh, bad wounds? It would have been fine if it had released ten years ago. <laughs> All right. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about in the news? Any more you want to discuss on Final Fantasy VII? Things that you want to see it have? I mean... Speculate on what we're going to get um, in June? I just hope we um, it uh, has like at least most of the content that Seven had and just carried it over. That would be nice. I'm personally afraid that with uh, changing times, perhaps the um, cross-dressing cloud scene might be um, cut out. They just have to handle it well enough. Yeah. I think it could be... And and his character model is pretty enough. You throw a long blonde wig on him, I think he'd be fine. I, I think I would like to see how they would uh, um, do it updated. I think they're probably handling it, you know, trying to do it very carefully, very tastefully, hopefully. Yes, to, to, I think the goal there would be to, because originally it's, ha 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 ha, he's in a dress. You don't want to do that, that would offend people. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't want to be in their position and trying to figure out how to make that work properly, but I do hope they make it work. Proper. I I, yes. I hope they'll make it properly as well. And Kane saying in chat they already showed Cloud and Dress. I think that was actually fan art. Yeah, and honestly, um, it's, even though it's even though it's just one scene, it's a very it's a very memorable scene. It's not a case of, it's, it's not a case of offensive. It's genuinely comedic. The main character was put in a comedic light, a comical one, and I think it's I think it's very defining of him as a character to have that there. Yeah, I would agree with that. What about you, Ayer? What are your thoughts? I don't have any thoughts. No? Not looking forward to 7? 
I am. It's just a fun game. Is there a, a particular uh, scene that you're hoping that's remade well within that? Every Kate Sith scene. <laughs> Every Kate Sith scene. All right, very nice. For, for, for context clues, he has a oh. character who is Kate Sith. <laughs> Although I, um, I, would, I would like it if you were able to have the date with Barrett, yes. You know that that could definitely be possible. Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to see how they roll that, but it's something that might be the second release. Or yeah, the that second would definitely because that would be Gold Saucer era, and that'd be yep. afterward. Yep. Mm. That would be episode Barrett. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you can download the, in the the Barrett date for nine ninety nine. Yes. I'm just looking forward to the game in general. I mean, I've been watching this, you know, since they announced it back in 2015 at E3, and I've had my pre-order in since then. So, I'm not gonna lie, a lot of people are worried about the episodic nature. A lot of people are worried about it not being a turn-based game, but the episodic nature might actually lead to me finishing the game. <laughs> like, oh yeah, another episode. <laughs> Let me play this one now. Yeah, I mean, if, if they release it in, in different episodes, you know, decent-sized chunks of storyline, and it's not expensive, I mean, I don't want to have to buy the game three times. You know, I'd be okay if it was like, you know, each disc was covered. It was a, a three-disc game, right? Yes. 20 bucks each. That or, way it's a $60 game at the end of the day. Or the other thing we could do would be, um, you know, like $60 for the base game and then $10 for each additional uh, um, bit. So, like, another 20 bucks, maybe 30 bucks. Or you could do $79.99 and get the quote-unquote season pass. Yeah, that actually wouldn't be a bad idea either. Or, or the, the ultimate uh, collector's edition type of thing where you get, uh, you know, the, the squall in a dress um, figurine. <laughs> <laughs> so you can have... A buster sword, like, uh, letter opener. That'd be kind of neat, too, actually. Actually, I, I, they, they already have those out. I've, I've seen them in stores. But are they actual Square Enix brand? I, you, it, has, it has to show up to your house chipped or broken in half. Well, not if you buy it in Akihabara. <laughs> no, no, it's just the shipping that'll damage it. Maybe then you, you, you have it shipped through a proxy. You know, somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. <laughs> Rather than the Moogles, because the Moogles shirt sure down. Kupo. But no, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it, it got my hype level up really high once when I saw that. Because when I, when I watched the state of play, I was like, eh, this isn't all that entertaining, is it? And then they got one more thing. Here's a game we haven't heard about in a while. And I jokingly said to myself, ah, oh, Final Fantasy VII, maybe. And it was. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was really cool. As far as what we get for combat, I'm actually hoping for kind of a mix between what we got in 15 and maybe something within, like, uh, 13. Because the combat in 13 was very interesting. I'm getting 13 vibes from what I saw. And, and I, I really enjoyed 15's combat, and it, and from the looks of it, it looks like you, 
Yeah, yeah. But from what I was, what I've seen, it looks like it might be like you can switch between the characters, so you're not just like stuck as Noctis, so you're not stuck as Cloud. Mm-hmm. Well, they added that functionality into 15 uh, in a patch later on. Yeah. So it might be something that they were developing for seven. Um, so I, 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 go ahead. I was going to say, I, I don't remember if it was somebody talking about it or if it was just speculation, but it looked like, like you could queue up kind of like, kind of like how you did with the, with the, with the original game where you could tell, I want to do, you know, I want you to do this while I'm doing this. You could do that with your, whoever's in your party. Almost like a gambit style system. Yeah. So 12-ish. I mean, there's a lot of good systems that they could take some bits and pieces out of and create just an amazing system that's more active versus, um, you know, just the, the old-fashioned, um, you know, um, turn-based. Right. While I, while I don't think it would happen, maybe a post-release thing, I know it would make a lot of people happy, if you actually added a an option to do turn-based. Because yeah. I know that would make a lot of the old-school people a lot more happy. Or maybe just have it so that you can choose different type of battle options. That could be... Depending on how much work it, that takes. Then you can run a Final Fantasy a Final Fantasy VII Nuzlocke. <laughs> <laughs> Once you lose Barrett, you can't Phoenix down him. It's not allowed. Ouch. Ouch. All I remember from when I played the, because I only got through the first disc, was being so upset <laughs> when I lost my healer. I was like, like, oh, great, I've, I've, I've lost Eric. <laughs> she was all of my healing. Crap, Tifa, you have all my healing man, uh, materia now. I mean, it was kind of cool with the system. You, you could create whichever character you wanted to be as whatever job you wanted them to roll, which was neat. So, I mean, you could run with, you know, all magic users if you had enough material to do so, or you could, uh, you know... That's what Cloud ended up being for me. He was, he, he was he your jack of all my, he, was, he was my spellcaster. Interesting. And I, and I had Barrett as my tank. I got whatever I could to make him as tough as humanly possible. Like, high HP, high defense... Yeah. Any sort of materia I could get that would grant him buffs. Wall and things like that. I just liked him because he had a gun arm and I didn't want to lose him. And he swore a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always that. You gotta love the swearing. And he was a good father. You're damn right. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, it's a game I'm extremely looking forward to. I hope everybody else is too. It, like I said, it might not be the best Final Fantasy game, but it's one of the most well loved Final Fantasy games. It's certainly the most mainstream Final Fantasy game. Yeah, it's it it got Final Fantasy back on the map again. All right, I hope that was interesting for all of you guys. Um, if you have uh, something happening on your server. That or um, something you'd like us to discuss in the game and community news, you can always email us, podcast at phoenixstarradio.com. You can hit us up on the Discord channel um, that uh, OpinionBot is talking about there. Um, 
the, the link is there if you want to jump in and say hi. If you have something you want to add to tonight's episode, you feel free to jump in there and uh, get into the On Deck channel. Um, the the call-in channel. We will uh, see what you want to talk about and drag you in. Otherwise, um, tonight we are going to be talking about all about this uh, wonderful event that's happening right now on Balmung. The Manfina Madness Blitzball Tournament. Um, let's start with uh, with Agir. Um, how did you guys come up with the idea of using Blitzball as, as, as an event? My friend asked us to do a basketball tournament and called it Basketball is Stupid. <laughs> basketball is Stupid, huh? And it's not very Final Fantasy. That's true. So, keeping with the whole March Madness theme, you went with Menfina Madness and decided on Blitzball then, huh? That's how it happened. I also hadn't been sleeping for a few weeks, so it was really easy to put together. Was this then your idea a year? More or less. We've had a lot of people contribute over the year. And now this is the second year that this tournament has been going on, but this is actually the third tournament, correct? Right. We had a mid-season a few months back during the winter. And it was our minor league teams. Okay, so did you guys then participate in that? Yes, actually, I coached one of the teams. Okay, so you were using it to keep your skills sharp, but help other players learn how to do it? Yes. Okay, very cool. Um, now, get, kind of getting back into the idea of you know creating the tournament... Uh, what was your motivation to, to use um, this in-game Blitzball tournament as a way to, to raise funds? What gave you that idea? Well, my friend Dylan came to us and said that this was such a great idea that we could probably combine it to go to a good cause. And she was the person who really got everything off the ground. Yeah, Dylan is definitely a hard worker. Um, you know, if she has time to join us, maybe she'll jump in the stream for a little bit and, uh, you know, t tell us a little bit more about it. But... You know, with all of that, so last year's um, event supported Extra Life because um, a lot of the streamers like us, you know, had just started working with Extra Life to raise funds for the uh, uh, the children's uh, hospitals all across the U.S. Um, so why did you guys then change this year to, to uh, support uh, To Write Love on Her Arms? It was a really personal decision between Dylan and I. I asked her if we could, you know, look for something maybe around that topic, and she was able to find something great, too. She's also working on a kind of a project that's going to relate to this. It's going to come out in the future. Okay. Is this kind of related a little bit to um, the, uh, the the series uh, from Maelstrom Radio where they're talking a lot about uh, mental illness? It is. I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, a lot of these uh, people are, are bringing mental illness to the forefront because it's long been one of those things that's had a major stigma attached to it that people who have mental illness are unstable they're not you know as as good as everybody else but you know you know what a lot of people suffer from you know mental illness depression um it, it's it's not as uncommon as you think um i mean i myself have uh, definitely had many bouts of depression or um anxiety i am definitely a um I, I, I have a lot of uh, social anxieties, things like that. And yet I do a podcast. I know, weird. But um, I'm, I'm really mood. glad. Sorry, you were saying? I was saying it's a big mood. I'm on antidepressants myself. I'm actually trying to work towards becoming a psychiatrist uh, so I can uh, or, well, be a therapist for um, 
people with things like depression and everything. Uh, it's going to be a work in progress, but yeah. it's, I was always pretty big on this. I've actually supported Extra Life in the past as well on Guild Wars 2, so when this came along, I was actually quite pleased. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be able to support multiple different uh, charities, and like I said, you know, being somebody who's uh, been personally affected by um, mental illness, I'm more than happy to to jump in and support this type of cause. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that um, To Write Love on Her Arms is the uh, charity that we're supporting uh, this time around. Now, regarding the teams um, for the event, we currently have eight different teams um, representing all across Heidelin, uh, from... Um, Gridania to Limsa, Ulda, and then we also have Garlemald, Kugane, Washoi! 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 How did you guys come up with the different teams? I decided pretty early on that I wanted to go by region, and then I just thought about the most stupid names possible to use. <laughs> Is that basically what it was that you just thought of just, you know, really silly, um, stereotypical names for, for those regions and, and, the, and the city states within them? Pretty much. Whatever made me laugh at the time. <laughs> That's awesome. So the names are, 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 are your inside joke. Love it. But we still know Kugane is the best. Oh, yes, of course. Kugane is the best. Because we believe in the in the truth of the game, and that's to have fun. We're not in it for anything else. But we do want to win. Fun. Yeah, we have we have do fun winning and crushing. Well, yeah, we 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 are a more bruisier team. <laughs> it's in the title. We are the crushers. But that's well, how you have fun. Yeah. So excellent. Um. Are there are there plans to keep this going on, or maybe expand it and you know do it a couple of times a year, supporting different uh, charities? We're probably going to do another mid-season game, and then you know if we're also playing, we'll do it again next year too. Okay, I'm wondering if maybe it would be an interesting idea for the the mid-season one. To, maybe that one we can use to support Extra Life, because you know at this point we can uh, you know that's closer to the time frame when uh, game day is running. That's definitely a good point. There's a couple players from Mateus who are also interested in teaming up with us to do some Blitzball too. Very cool. Um, ah, yeah, that good old world visit. Yeah, any plans to act with the world visit? Any plans to to take it to other servers? We might see that with the Mateus League. And maybe you could expand it to some to uh, Diablos or any of the other worlds too. So a lot of cool stuff that could potentially happen. You could have a. Uh, Small little leagues happen on each of the worlds, and their champions come to Balmung, and, and they y'all play against each other. That would be neat. You just Speaking of, shout out to Diablos. This hat was cheapest on there. <laughs> nice. You just want us to take it off of Balmung because you want to get away from the ERPers. No, that's not it. Not all no, of we it. Just, we, we just kick Uldah out, and then we're fine. <laughs> oh my. Everything they say is true about us. <laughs> but no, we greatly appreciate all the hard work you're putting into this. Like right now, um, the event happening behind us is a, um, it's like a, uh, how do I explain it? Maybe you guys can explain it better than I could. It's like those, it's like what you see before like a sporting event that the, the like the local high schools running. They've got silly 
games, they've got concessions, we have a quote-unquote mount wash. Is that, that's happening over to our left, washing your mounts. I believe so. Maybe we can sneak it over there just a little. Unfortunately, we can't see much over there now. But yeah, there there was a uh, a date auction happening. There's going to be a race coming up soon, isn't there? In about uh, mm -hmm. ten minutes. That'll Hopefully. be yeah. that'll be happening right behind us. So that's why uh, we're... I don't know if it's ten minutes. It might be another hour. See, I was thinking it was uh, ten thirty Eastern. Yeah, yeah it's ten thirty Eastern. Yeah, so that'd be in about ten minutes. Okay, it should be starting soon. We've got our vendors. We've got the date auction. We've got a couple of games going. And we've got the mount wash, and I've seen them wash cars, dragons. I think I've seen them watch a wash a dinosaur. Everybody wash the dinosaur. But all of these things, they're they're paying in gill in game, but these things are, are going to be converted over into uh, real life donations. Correct. Yes. Right. So, the race and the auction are converted into donations. So, how does how is the race working then? So people enter the race on their mounts, and then they are people uh, betting on the race who's going to win, or or how does that work? With the race, you need to sign up beforehand, and then if you donate a dollar to the charity, you get to participate. How many participants do you have so far? That is a good question. I have no idea. <laughs> are they going to be racing all around uh, this side of uh, Eastern Lenotia then? We've got the racetrack mapped out on the main document, which I can send you. Or if you I, want, I've, I got, I've got it up right now. Um, so it's going to let me describe this as best I can. If you have the link, okay. I can uh, give you permission to post it, or you can post it, and I can pop it into the uh, Twitch chat for people to take a look at. If sure. if you're cool to share it, I can send it to you. Sure. Do you want me? To Posted in the uh, uh, the show the channel is fine. Channel? Yep, yeah. the show channel is fine. I think that one's directly to the slide it's on too. But it's gonna go down across the beach, upwards, and follow the road for the most part down uh, south of us to just what's that called? The Gold Perch Tower over to that area, and then swing back around to right in front of us, and then down the beach. Yeah, and then down through the beach again. And they're doing three. it, uh, I think, three laps. The winner gets the motorcycle mount. Very cool. I think that's a neat way to, to get a few additional um, donations made to the, the charity. Now, are these going to the, just directly to the, uh, the charity itself, not to a specific team? I think you can donate to whoever you want to. Okay. I entered and donated to the Garleans. Okay. So you, you, when you enter, you can specify which team you're going to support with your donation. Very cool. Lots of, of different things going on with this. It's a, it's a very, very interesting and intricate uh, way. You, the, the Balmung uh, community has really jumped onto this and and they're really making the the whole thing their own i mean we're seeing a whole bunch of other different types of events as well there was some other um fundraisers that happened uh earlier this week i believe there was a uh, a pep rally for like the um the, the gridanian team on monday there's going to be a ramen feed for the kugane team which i am going to try yes. and uh, get on and uh, do some broadcasting for 
which could be kind of interesting. Uh, that's going to be in uh, in Shiragane, I believe, is where the... Uh... Yep, Shiragane, Ward 1, Plot 2. Should be easy to find, right? Well, I would hope so. <laughs> so if you have a um, character over on the uh, Crystal Data Center and you want to uh, stop in there, I'm sure you can find somebody who would be kind enough to uh, friend you and allow you to teleport over to Shiragane. Hint, hint, wink, wink. <laughs> you can cheat if you want to. It's fine. Um, I will say. I will say this. Speaking of our sponsor, they have a challenge there at Suisei Ramen. It's the uh, Meteor Seven challenge. It's a spicy ramen challenge. You are. You have. You have three chances or three rolls that you have to do, and they get increasingly hard each time. But you have to beat. I think it's a 500, 600, and a 700, I think, or a 6, 7, and an 800. And then you get your picture taken, and it gets put on the wall as one of the champions. I've yet to beat it. I lost. So is it based off of a, a random roll, then, or how does that work? Yeah, you just slash random. You have to beat a, like I said, I think it's a 6, 7, and then an 800. Okay. And that, and that, that you have to give a donation to enter for that? No. Well, uh, I would imagine that uh, Yosei might do something similar for that, since we're trying to raise money, of course. But normally, it, you just ask to take part in the competition, but you only get it once a, once a month. Okay. And if that's, he's not doing that, that's a good suggestion, and I might just steal that. <laughs> Be a good way to to get more donations to the uh, the Koban Crushers. Washoi! Yes. Washoi! Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the game itself. How does it work in Final Fantasy XIV to play Blitzball? very complicated but it's not complicated at all it only seems that way okay explain <laughs> so the field is divided into of course center field think of it like most sports games yes sports games sports so you got center field then you have uh the defender position and then you have the goalie so it's Center, and then uh, two spots on each side. Um, at the start of the game, usually when the Don calls and tosses the ball, the centers roll for who gets uh, the ball. Much like in hawker, uh, hawker, <laughs> hockey or football or football or soccer to us Americans. Okay, so so the the, the if, if you're familiar at all with Final Fantasy X uh, and the Blitzball, there, there's a there's a faceoff. Yes. And that's when you the ball goes into play, and so the person the the two centers roll off. Whoever rolls highest gets control. Correct. Okay. So th there's a lot of slash random being done in in the game. Yes, that's the main mechanic behind it. Okay. And then um, each go ahead. Okay, yeah. Each team at the at the center, they have uh, their center players who are the ones who do the blitz off, and then they have the right and left forwards. 
I play a left forward. I'm uh, I'm a left defender. Yes. Behind us in that first section behind center field would be the defenders. Okay, so you've got center. On if you split the the the, the arena in half, on each mm-hmm. side you've got centers in the center, mm-hmm. and then you've got a left and a right forward, and then behind right. them you've got left and right defender, and then you have Correct. your goalie. Yes. Okay. And once the blitz off is resolved, so whoever rolls the highest, the team who won, who center one control of the ball goes first. And they have the option to try and prevent the other team from going after your center, the man with the ball, or woman with the ball, or dragon with the ball if they ever let the Javanian team in. Can they swim? We had one last year. We don't know. Not a, not a team, but we had one dragon play. Um, the Vath team was disqualified because they kept floating to the top of the pool. Eh, <laughs> they don't swim real well. Um, or they can push forward into the enemy's defensive line. And try to advance the ball. Correct. Um, after the ball-carrying team goes, the defending team goes. And now, if any of the uh, members of the forward line, the center or either of the forwards, have decided to move forward, the defending line can then try and roll to stop them. You know, grab onto their ankles and drag them back to position, basically. So they're going to att- uh, attempt to tackle. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, well, you say that in a tame fashion, but usually a lot of the time we engage in unnecessary levels of violence. There is no such thing as unnecessary roughness in Blitzball. Because that's all necessary. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the very last person to go is the person with the ball. And generally speaking, that first round, the center will get messed up because they're usually getting tackled by three or four people. Every time. So Which then... Um, if if somebody is blocking the person with the ball, and they've successfully they they do that by doing opposing rolls again. Yep. Like you said, there's a lot of slash random in this. And if somebody is blocking the ball carrier, they have if they throw it to somebody, or even if they try to go for a point, as what happened at ours, because uh, Blapa, our center, scored from the middle of the field. Wow. Yeah, he got like a 978, I think it was. Holy crap. On his roll? Yeah. He rolled a 999 during it, trying to pass it to me, I think. So that was like a perfect pass, huh? Yeah, there was nothing anybody could have done about that one. But they do an opposed check, and if the person with the ball rolls lower, the person who was rolling against them gets the ball at that point, and then it continues from there. So you, it's, it's, it's turn-based with uh, random roll-offs trying to have the um, offensive team move the ball forward and ultimately try to uh, score against the goalie, and then the defensive team trying to steal the ball and, and move forward as well. 
Correct. And for each section, there is each section of the field. The you know trying to score gets harder and harder. If you're say you're right at the enemy goalie, right? You have to beat a 200 plus. You have to beat the goalie's roll because that's the distance check. You have to beat the distance check. Okay. And then each square you get further away, it adds 200. So from enemy defense, you have to beat a 400. From center, it's got to be six. From your own defensive line, it would have to be an 800 plus. And then if you're trying to do it from your own goal, it's got to be a 999, sure we... huh? Yeah, pretty much. It's, it's, it's not 900. Even... Yeah, it's 900. But if they happen to roll the same, you know, if you roll a 900, and but they roll a 901, it's still blocked. Yes, it's intercepted at that point. Okay. Are there any other modifiers in this, or is it straight random? It's straight random. Although we we do each each player was asked to come up with a a flavor only special move. Okay. I've worked mine into my shooting macro, whether I roll a one or a nine ninety nine. <laughs> Very nice. So it's it's. I'll just own up to it. <laughs> So how much practice does it take to get good at Blitzball? One hour. Just an hour? Sure. Mm-hmm. At, least to be quali- at least to be qualified to play in the anyway. Okay, so to be able to play in the tournament, you have to practice for one hour. But it, it, to, to really get a feeling for how it all works and not screw it up too badly, I mean, how many times do I, you guys I, practice? I only needed to learn the once. It's actually relatively easy to understand what you actually get it. What I feel is the best is, well, don't get me wrong, our, our, our practice mission or our practice games and stuff have been great. But once you get into an actual game, that's when it really clicks for you. Okay. And that's where I've seen it click the most for players. When I was uh, coaching the swim fleet during our offseason with the minor leagues, a lot of them were kind of unsure about it during practice. But as soon as we got into game and I was voicing you know in our in the voice chat the team voice chat how things go they were like oh i get this i understand how this works okay interesting it, like the said, most complicated thing is chain blocking but i'm not going to talk about that why not is it is it a very advanced i don't bit? really i don't really understand chain blocking fair, fair enough fair enough so just so i kind of have a, a, a better understanding when we're talking about moving the ball and you can have multiple defenders coming up against you can you actually have um people on offense help you out yes the forwards are allowed to go from their own defensive line all the way to the opposite team's goal that is their range that they can move okay so they can help with the defense if you know you have the a lot of the enemy team there um, I say enemy team, the opposing team. No, they're enemies. Crush them. Um, Washoi. Washoi. They are enemies. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, the defenders are allowed to go up to center and back. Okay. Uh, the center, which again is the the most free class, uh, they can go anywhere. But the, it's also probably seems like to be one of the most difficult. It can be really complicated, and it's there's a lot riding on it. Plus, you uh, 
No, no sausage. No sea chocobos. I'm sorry. You're wrong. Watch um, that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're responsible for the blitz off, so there's a lot of pressure there. I will show you into the ocean. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of responsibility in being center. You're responsible for the blitz off. That's a lot of pressure. You're the first person who has the ball, so you're the most likely to throw and get it intercepted. Get or get lynched. smashed. Or get smashed. Because almost, almost always, as soon as the center gets the ball... The, the opposing team, all three of them, their center and their forwards, will try to block that person. Okay. So when they get as. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, when that happens, then it's at that point, like I said, you got a three on one. And then, so then they have to beat all three roles, correct? Yes. So, in, in depending on what they choose to do, pass back to another forward um, or just move through, you need to beat whatever role that they go off of. And um, so if, if you roll 600 and and they and you beat all three of their roles, you can, if you choose to, you can move through them at that point, right? And just continue um, on towards the goal? If they block you, you can't move. That negates your movement for that round. Okay. but So let's say, okay, so they, they catch you, and then you mm -hmm. choose, like I said, you want to continue to just move through. I know that I'm, I'm speaking off of actual Final Fantasy X Blitzball right now. Right. You have the, the choice to pass, shoot, or continue the dribble. So if you want, uh, to we don't have we don't have a continue dribble, so it's a pass or shoot. Okay. So so if you are stopped, you have to pass or shoot. Yes. So it's it's more like basketball in that aspect then. Okay. Because they're basically stopping yeah, the dribble, and you have why to I. I usually, since I'm the captain of the team now, I have a bit more control of it, but um, I usually try to have at least one forward try to push forward, if at all possible. Okay, so um, they if, can be passed to a little bit more easily? Yes, although there, there's also there's a bit of strategy there. If you can get a forward, if you get the two forwards to push forward into the defensive line of mm -hmm. the opposing team, that also, oh, hey... They're they're going to be over there. We need if they're over there, they're open. So if he beats if the center beats my score, he can throw the ball to him and that's fine. So it might break the other forwards off to try and stop us from moving. Okay. And thus free up uh, the center to have less rolls to have to go through. But I mean the center can also pass backward to the defenders who are gonna be open at that time. Yep. Is that st they still have to beat the roll off though? Correct. Yes. Okay. But at that point, it would the the defenders could then throw more forward and not have to worry about anybody blocking them because there's nobody um, in their way. Correct. Okay. Um, we do. There are rules against. Uh, I forget what they call it, but we can't like just pass from one defender to to another until somebody frees up. Okay, so you can't just keep going back and forth, back and forth. You actually yeah, do have we can't, to make it forward. Yes, and that makes sense because you want to, you know, in, in um, you want to keep the game moving. Yeah, about the closest thing you can get to that is something that uh, Cerise and I have done. We did it last year. We tried to do it this year too, but it's 
Uh, when we get over, if we manage to press all the way over to the goalie, um, if the defenders start chasing us to the goal, the next round we can try to move back to the defender thing and try to keep them from intercepting us and keeping us from moving. Okay. I was looking to see if I could see any of the race going on right now. I don't see anything right now. Uh, looks like it's starting in about six minutes. Okay, so it's starting uh, in a little bit. Yes. It's tough herding cats, isn't it? Yes. Always. Always. Says the team with mostly cats, cat yeah. girls. Yes. 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 Um, <laughs> so how did you guys decide to get involved? Oh, boy. Um, I guess I've always been heavily ingrained in the community. Um, I, I suppose I'm not really a famous person here, but I've always tried to jump in whenever I get the time. I've always been one for um, being part of a community. And uh, admittedly, I think that's actually to a fault because I kind of go a little bit crazy when I'm not constantly social. Um, but that's the pain of being an extrovert. Uh, and the Blitzball scene has always been something I've had a fascination with. My character is... I always kind of had my character written as a Blitzball player. When they kind of announced this kind of thing, it was perfect for me. Hmm. Very cool. How about you, K.O.? I am... Okay. Uh, has it been a year already? Wow. Yeah. Um, More than even. <laughs> a, a friend of mine brought me into the Garlean RPR Discord that Iir is a part of. And from there, I ended up joining... Or, well, I'm not a member of the G&G FC, but I might as well be. As, as much as I do and help with them. Kind of an honorary um, then? Yeah, yeah. One of my, my main character, uh, at least RP-wise, is uh, one of their head chefs during their tavern night. But through that, I try to involve myself in any of the community events that they run because I really like them. And Blitzball just seemed right up Kara's alley character-wise because when I was trying to come up with concepts for her originally, I thought, yeah, maybe she's a chocobo racer. You know, I'm trying to come up with some sort of sports thing. And then mm -hmm. they were like, Blitzball. And I was like, that sounds really good for her. Why did you guys end up choosing to get on the Kugane team? Nobody was joining. Um, my, ah. my answer was, um, well, if I was actually in it last year, I actually would have gone to Pasee Chocobos, because that's where my uh, my character lives in Gridania, or okay. lived in Gridania. But um, stories changed, and they've moved to Kugane. Um, so now that's, uh, that's the team she ran. So yours was kind of an RP reason. Uh, KO, you just did it because you felt like it. Well, initially when they when they released everything, if I remember right from the first season, I know that uh, Ulda and Gridania filled up real quickly. But we were having trouble uh, filling out the uh, Kugane team. And I was like, you know what? Sure, why not? So I threw my name in with that. <laughs> and I loved my team from last year. I'm glad a lot of them came back this year. I'm also glad to have newer folks like Aggie. Hey. Now, Ayer, um, if I understand correctly, there is kind of a, a role-playing um, requirements 
to, to joining certain teams, is that correct? Each team has a requirement to join. Like you need some more players than others. <laughs> like most times, you have to either be a, a specific um, race or live in a in a certain uh, area. Right. For example, the Garlean team requires that you be a citizen of Garlemald. At least that was a requirement last year. Now they're pissed off and they're taking anybody who can win. It's because they lost. <laughs> they're trying to hire all the ringers. Is that what I'm hearing? Well, they did win in the minor leagues. Maybe that's when they uh, opened up their their uh, um, their enrollment. Well, the minor league team was non-citizens playing to become citizens. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was in the Mikote team at that one. So that's a thing. That's a that's a thing on Balmung, huh? That you people want to be citizens of of. Um... <laughs> in, in the in the lore of the Gar or Garlean Empire, it is way better to be a citizen than a non-citizen. <laughs> Uh, you, ever, you ever seen the movie Starship Troopers? <laughs> They're racist. They're very racist. That's something that could be a whole new episode on its own. So we'll we'll kind of leave that one there. Um, <laughs> but the reason I had asked about that, I if I remember reading it correctly, the Kugane one was pretty much open. Correct? Yes. Um, Kugane the the in lore, in game lore. Kugane is very open. They don't really see beast tribes as beast tribes. They're just other people. So it's a very open team. Although I do get a kick out of the fact that for now two seasons running, that the fantasy Asian team is filled with a bunch of cat girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that goes for days. Desu desu. You're not wrong. <laughs> and it's not intentional, but it keeps happening. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yes, we we do have a Rayan, and we have we have Momo. She's our our, our token Rayan. Mm -hmm. And then we have Blapa, who is our token hire. <laughs> so it's not all cat girls; just a bunch of uh, cat girls and some wannabe cat girls. Then, yes. Okay. Well, we've got Blapa representing our Garlean interests. <laughs> Because he works at the uh, he works at the consulate. The consulate, okay. And Momo is just straight up our from the air, from authored. Okay. Like I said, token Rayan. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so, how much of your role playing backstory comes into play um, with the, the choice of your team, or how you play the game? Hmm. With Karen, I. Mm -hmm. A lot of her backstory doesn't really, but I have definitely included her blitzballness as something she does. Okay. Um, I. Go ahead, Kagi. I was saying I was like I've been preparing for this since 2013, so <laughs> when I saw this, I was jazzed. So, so you've been working on on your your character's in-game story and in, in, in hoping for something like this to. To be able oh, to express. Absolutely. Okay. I've been playing this character for six years and it's been progressive, but Blitzball has always been a thing in the character's backstory because they're water aspect. Alright, so then we have to ask the, 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 the glaring question. Um, do you guys really want to see Blitzball added by Square Enix? Absolutely. I would love it. Do you think I'd it's... love it more than Blue Mage. 
Well, I think a lot of people would. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was low. That was low. That was low. That was low. There's nothing wrong with Blue Mage. It's fun. Yeah. Um, I would just rather Blitzball be a better minigame. It'd definitely be better than Lords of Million. Oh, yeah. Do, do you think that something that could fit within this game? Oh, absolutely. I mean, would it be... I keep, I keep hoping it's a similar situation as to what happened with the uh, Hrothgar and uh, uh, Bunny Girl, you know, uh, the, the, the helmets and the glasses and things. And that there's somebody on the team who's just, like, been poking at it for five years trying to get it to work in their off time trying to you know yeah as they're between projects yeah it's they come come home on their weekends and they're like okay i'm gonna put like five hours towards this and see if i can figure it out it's a it's a it's a uh, folder on the server called super secret project do not look yoshi p yes (laughs) (laughs) considering how much their western team is a bunch of meme lords you can imagine I, I I want to meet, I want to meet who the entire team responsible for naming quests. <laughs> well, if you go to FanFest, you'll 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 get to meet Koji, who's uh, in charge of uh, approving or making a lot up a lot of those. So he is a treasure. Very true. He is a treasure. Yes, um, yes, he is. Do you, do you think it's something that's going to be implemented in the Gold Saucer then? That would be my guess. I think that would be where it would end up. It sounds like a gold salsa thing. Oh, I see some cars over there. I was about to say, I think the the race just drove drove past us. And they're off. That's the first time no, I. No, no, they stopped. It looks like so. It looks like the, the it starts under the bridge. So I just I adjusted the view so. a little bit. Not a clue. Yeah, yeah. That that's the starting line. Is under the bridge. It starts under the cliffs next to the gentleman's club. Oh, so all the way down out of view, unfortunately. That's the one thing I wish the 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 depth of view was a little bit more so we could see further away. But I'll, I'll adjust our view here a little bit for, so those watching live and out on YouTube uh, can maybe see a little bit of the race. Well, maybe we'll see if we can't catch them as they go by the other way too. I mean, it is a beautiful zone. And it's nothing wrong with you know catching a number of the different views. Oh, a lot of our view goes on in um, Costa here. I would imagine. I mean, it is our default, you know, resort area. True. It's it's. And the, you can swim so, now, and there's islands. Yeah, it's I it's lo- the I beach love the episode. Like Everyone loves a beach episode. <laughs> but it's still not as bad as uh, Ulda. We don't talk about Ulda. We don't talk about Ulda. Well, about specific what? specifically, we don't talk about <laughs> about the Adventurers Guild in Ulda. We do not we talk, talk about, about the quicksand. Yeah, I made the mistake of going through there. Um, Yeah, never again. Yeah, it's all true. Don't worry about it. Um, What else would you like people to know about the Blitzball community? Um, Um, I know that Yuto, the captain of the Marvels, I think he's the captain of the Marvels. Well, Yuto from the Marvels. Pretty sure he's the captain, but he, in between seasons, runs blitzball training for people who want to learn it, but aren't sure if they want to necessarily join a team. That's the mascot team, correct? Yes. Okay. Just had to make sure. He's there, Lupin. Okay. That's he's a fluffy boy. Yes. 
Marvelous Lupin. AKA, uh, he's the one that wears the pig mask. Well, uh, the black pig mask, anyway. I suppose I should really note in a more sappy tone the uh, community I've found it. Uh, it's always growing, and there's always more interest in the Blitzball scene that's been developing over the past year or so. Um, the the works that we've done for the charity before has raised what was it fifteen hundred last year? A little over a uh, thousand, I believe. Yeah, yeah. We we I think we just passed last year's goal today. Yeah, yeah. we the last time I looked, we were at uh, eleven hundred and fifty dollars. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, we we're we're still um just past round one. Yeah, and that uh, raised a lot of um you know a lot of hopes really, and uh, we're really hoping we can. Uh, you know, strike that goal of 3,000, yeah. and um, I, hopefully we can, you know, really uh, chalk it up uh, that this kind of project is uh, much more of a success for uh, the sake of charity. Exactly. I mean, this, this we still have a full month until the, the uh, closing ceremonies. That's not until mm. uh, middle of June. We're <laughs> at Beautiful. 1280 at the moment. Ooh, wow, we got even more now since the, we started. <laughs> Yeah, damn. That is amazing. We have some really uh, generous uh, players, supportive of all these different charities. Whether it's Extra Life, whether it's uh, uh, to write love on her arms, or any number of different charities that people have uh, done fundraisers for. This is probably one of the most giving communities uh, in any game that I've ever seen. It really is. And like I said, and not we know not everybody can give financially, but the amount of time that people are, are investing into this is, is is phenomenal as well. I mean, Dylan and Ayer, you guys have put in countless hours setting this up. Um, I I couldn't even imagine what you guys have been going through to to get this going. I I saw a little bit of a behind the scenes when we were setting up the discords and things like that. That that's just probably a small taste of what you've been up to, right? Mm. <laughs> oh man, a few words. Ayer's blood is ninety nine percent energy drink. <laughs> at least oh, at this point, God, I would think so. Food. No, I, I've known him for a year. It, that's mm. just a constant state. Oh, is that, is this true? <laughs> would you care to comment on this? It's Ramadan right now, so I'm not getting the caffeine I need. Sorry. <laughs> oh well, he's going through withdrawals. Are you Are you okay? Can we help you? Make the sun go <laughs> Um, do you want us to block it like Mr. Burns, or? <laughs> I think that technically counts. Okay, I'll get right on that. Um, anything else that you guys want to talk about before we kind of wrap this up? In regards to okay. any of this, so. And say, aside from, you know, if you can, please donate. If you can, please donate to the Crushers. We're, we're the best team. Wasoy! Naturally. Wasoy! Yes, yes. How many other teams have an army of, you know, Namazu at their back other than possibly the Abyss? Because one of their members has a... I, I, I forget if it's a, a an entire ship of Namazu that worked for him, but still... They're all they're all uh, indentured, though. Yes. <laughs> we don't talk about that, though. Yeah. No. 
Um, they're, they're not free Namazu. <laughs> they're pirate Namazu. That's that's not good. That's a no no. Not a yes yes. No no. <laughs> well, I just want to thank the three of you for joining me tonight. Um, this was a very entertaining and I hope as well a very enlightening um, episode. I learned a lot about you know how this whole pro- uh, process works. I l- r- literally had zero idea on how you guys did uh, the Blitzball. So thank you so much for explaining it to me. Maybe by this time next year, I'll have my character leveled up where I can actually, you know, attend one of the matches, stream the matches, something like that. I mean, play a match. Maybe. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't well, you it... know, go ahead. I was going to say with, with our off season, we, we, we do, we kind of do a world tour. So there, there was a lot of matches held here in Costa. Yeah. So for the off season, you might be able to check out some of those okay. or even participate in some of those. And like you said, you might be doing some world tours on the other crystal servers. Is there, is there a, a, a possibility of maybe expanding to the other data centers? Sure. Anybody can you know play Blitzball. They can take our rules. They can make their own. I'd love to see Blitzball in more places. Okay. I, I've personally shared the mechanics for that a year, and everybody has come up with with many people in many discords. Um, do you have a link to those rules? Maybe we could share those, and I can put them out on our um, on the show notes as well. Sure. Where did? Hmm. If anybody listening is interested in that, I mean, like I said, there's a lot of different things going on, and we're seeing some more people racing by. It looks like. Oh, there they go. Jump to, and I'll get you that link real quick. Luckily, that one has a teeny URL. Yay! Trying to find the right Discord. There we go. All right. There you go. All right. I will post it in the show channel. See that. Copy and paste that for those interested. Like I said, if you're listening on the podcast, this will also be available um, in the show notes. So that doobly doo below. Yes. Um, I suppose at this point, um, if you guys want to go ahead and throw some shout outs there, uh, tell us, you know, a little bit more about who you are, the things that you're doing inside and outside of the game, um, how people can find you. Basically, anything and anything you want to talk about. Kagi, I will let you go first this time. Uh, no, I mean we kind of we kind of covered all the sort of bases here. Just you know, we're always looking for more donators. Uh, we're really proud of what we're doing here, honestly, and like, like, uh, it's honestly more of an honor. Like, do you have a, a, a Twitter or a Twitch that you'd be uh, interested in sharing with people? Oh, uh, no, no, I'm uh, not in that sort of scene yet. Okay, well, that, and that that's fine. Um, I know uh, Kayo has some of that, but I'd like to ask uh, Ayer to go ahead and uh, shout out anything that they would like to shout out. Um, I would just like to take a moment to say that this is a really fun game. I've had a really great time kind of organizing it and playing with it. Um, we've had excellent people helping us. Dylan has done so much work in getting everybody together. We couldn't do it without her. Wendy has been another person who has organized the cheerleaders. The cheerleaders are absolutely amazing people who have been supporting us the whole time. And our, our referees, Leary, Aiden, uh, Rafa, and uh, Hannah, 
they they're there for every game they're there for every practice and they help us a lot and they've made this really fun our cheerleaders are amazing we'll have to get some of the cheerleaders on next time they're cheerleaders that support everybody correct yes they are the menfina madness cheerleaders so they're out there yes. just getting people to cheer for the game. Yes. They don't necessarily cheer for one particular squad. I mean, they'll they'll cheer like when you have the ball or something like that. Um, I think they usually split in half, and half of them will cheer for one team, half of them will cheer for the other. Okay. Sometimes I've seen them just kind of alternate who whoever has the ball. Okay, that's kind of a neat way to do it. You know, it and it's. They're they're cheering on the sport. Go sports yes. ball. Go sports ball. <laughs> all right. Um and KO, I know you have plenty to plug, so by all means <laughs> please do. Uh sure thing. Um you can find me on Twitter at KOSeth K E I O S E T H. I usually you'll just see my things I've pushed from YouTube videos I've liked, and the occasional long rant if I'm having a very slow day at work. <laughs> Hashtag laser convention. That was a fun day. Oh my. Sounds yeah. like an interesting time. It was the actual laser convention. It was a bunch of people who specialize in lasers. I was personally, I was, I was purposefully walking through each one of the rooms that they were going through. It was like, oh no, I'm just checking to make sure your temperature's okay. Oh, that's fascinating. <laughs> Tweet about it. Oh. Um, I can also be found on Twitch at underachieving Toku Sentai, all one word. Um, stream at regularly twice a week. We do our Monday night combat stream on, as you guessed, it, Mondays. Occasionally, it will be a Tuesday or Wednesday night combat stream. Depends on when everybody can get together. But on that, we usually do competitive multiplayer games or things that we can play against each other. Occasionally, we'll do a board game using Tabletop Simulator. Really just depends on our mood. Um, on Saturdays, we've just recently started up a D&D campaign that I call Totally Radical Fantasy. It's... D&D &D except in like a synthwave 80s theme hmm. which I recently found out there is a thing called what was it lasers and liches I oh think which is an actual synthwave D&D campaign setting I might have to look into that so if you're interested in that we we do that um I occasionally in game wise as Ayer is reminding me um, in game wise, I have a character who has an alternate persona known as DJ Carvey, and uh, he does the wub wubs. He is the Dark Lord of the Synth. Wub wub. And we do, along with Ayer and uh, Jaden, we do a lot of in game raves. With a wub wub. Yes, with the wub wubs. Wub wub. I just wanted to say, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what have I started? 
And I think that's just about everything. All right. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on and, uh, and, and guest hosting with me today. Um, and I thank you for being a, a welcoming server to a, a, a lonely little sprout like myself who took the sprout away because I didn't want to seem like such a sprout. No, that's fine. <laughs> that's, um, that sprout needs an easier way to get rid of it. Yeah. In, yeah. Instead of NA status slash off, whatever it, 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 I had to look it up again. Um, you guys are doing an amazing job at this. Um, thank you for putting all this hard work into the, uh, the, the whole uh, process of creating the game, running the tournament, doing the fundraising. You make it a lot easier for us as um, the out-of-game sponsors to uh, you know, help to support you guys because you, know, you guys are, are, are the real um, heroes here. So thank you for everything you're doing. Um, we're going to keep sharing what we can to make sure that people are aware of what's going on Aye. because that's what, you know, what we want to do for, for you guys because you're doing an amazing job. So thank you very much. If you haven't checked them out, uh, I put a link to uh, Menfina Madness website, uh, menfinamadness.org. Um, go check that out. It's got all the information about the tournament, when the ga- next games are going to be, um, when you can find um, these amazing uh, Kugane Koban Crushers playing next. Um, Washoi! Yes, yes. Washoi. So un- I'm going to go ahead and call it a night then, guys. So thank you again. Um, for my guest hosts, for KO, for Kagi, and for Ayer, I'm Klaus Nightbringer, wishing everybody a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode. Take care. Phoenix Down Radio is a production of PhoenixDownRadio.com and Illusion Productions. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. In-game content for Phoenix Down Radio is a copyright of Square Enix. Open the music for Phoenix Down Radio is provided by Guilty Gear Rocky. Check out the Metal Chocobo theme cover and many other music videos at youtube.com slash guiltyofyearrocky. Closing music for this episode is provided by GuitarLanker90. Please check out their full version of Matoya's Cave and other rock video game covers at youtube.com slash guitarlanker90. The views and opinions expressed in this episode are those of Phoenix Down Radio and its hosts and do not reflect the views of Square Enix.